Welcome to the Gina Bianca Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Gina Bianca Podcast. I'm Gina Bianca, and today I'm here with one of my closest friends in the entire world. Um, I met her a long time ago at an event actually not a long time ago, like two, uh, two years ago, um, with Joyco. And from the day that we met, we were like kind of friends. And then we got to hang out at one of her classes and we got to hang out after. And I realized that she was the most cool, awesome, humble, nice, smart, driven, beautiful, amazing person ever. And I was just like, wow, I would really be friends with Olivia. Like, she's so cool. And then from that point on, we kept in touch and we like have been really good friends in this industry for a long time. She lives out in Florida. She's a beautiful, amazing marketing specialist, social media queen, goddess. I didn't read her bio. I just know her as my friend. Um, I think she adds so much value to every conversation. And today, I really just want to introduce you guys to her. Like if you didn't know her, I really want you to like get to know her through the podcast and just give her a chance to share with you guys who she is, what she does, what she's re- passionate about, what she's really into. And uh, then we're just going to talk about some struggles that maybe we've gone through and how to overcome them. So I hope that you find tons of value in this episode. And I really just want to let Olivia introduce herself. So ladies and gentlemen, Olivia Smalley. Oh my gosh, Gina. I just love you unconditionally. Thank you. (laughs) I really appreciate that. And let me tell you what, when Gina wants to be your friend, she'll go to hell and back to keep in touch. And I love that about you, Gina. You are so persistent and you have been just such a mentor to me throughout these past couple of years that we've been together and friends. I mean, I can't say enough nice things about you, but thank you, babe. I really appreciate that. Love you. And I'm so happy to work with you now with Joyco. We both got signed. We got signed together. Like when I found out Olivia was getting signed, it was all the stars aligned because it was like, I was so nervous to work with a brand. I was just nervous. I was just like, I like was feeling so nervous and scared. I'm like, am I going to like do a good job? Like, do I like, can I stand next to Larissa Love? Like I'm scared. And knowing you before and just knowing the kind of person that you are, that I wasn't alone and knowing Larissa, getting to know her over time and getting to know like Richard, all the amazing team with Joyco. It's just been like, it was so nice to go into it with someone. And I'm so glad. It's like being born with like a sister. Does that make sense? Like, <laughs> yeah. like we're with, starting this we're, new stage together. Well, yes, we started this stage together. We were born into the Joyco family together. And I'll tell you what, I was so nervous too. Um, but through everything that we've been doing just over the past few months, I mean, it's been incredible. And I'm glad to have you by my side. Me too. So I want to just give you a chance to introduce yourself, let everyone know uh, what you do, why you do it, go for it. Yeah, for sure. So I've actually, um, I've always loved hair since I was super young. I was actually working in hair salons when I was like 14 years old. And I said to my mom that, you know, I was going to be a career shampooist, true story. And she's like, baby girl, you're, you're destined for more. Like we want to, we want to really pump you up. 
when I was in high school, I actually fell in love with videography and photography. And that was like my drive. I was like, okay, forget shampooing. I'm going to be a movie producer is what I said to myself. So I joined, uh, it was called CTV at Cooper City High School in Florida. And I got really good at editing videos. That's where I kind of have stemmed everything from what I know now. And the problem was one day they said, okay, Olivia, we're going to do, um, an interview of you. I could not even say welcome to Cooper City High School on camera. The words just wouldn't come out of my mouth. So literally they told me that I was awful and I sucked and that I will never ever be on camera ever again. It's high school, keep in mind. And I said, okay, that's just what it is. And I actually ended up going to college for it. And also I went to school for business and literally my mom called me one day and told me, hey, you need to come home. And I was okay with that because I actually no longer loved doing uh, videography because it became a job. It was too much for me at that time. And this was right when the market had crashed and she lost her job. So that's why she had me come home. So once I kind of realized that, I guess video is not for me, what am I gonna do now? She said, well, why don't you go to hair, hair styling school, hairdressing school, cosmetology? And I go, you know what, mom? I go, that is such a great idea. And I was so stoked about the idea of getting to still work with people, rekindling my old passions of working in the salon and Basically, what ended up happening was, is I didn't qualify for financial aid. I, um, on paper, my, parent, my parents made way too much money and my parents didn't even have the same job anymore. So I was persistent and persistent and persistent. And after six weeks and six days, they ended up giving me a grant to go to school. And I have chills. Um, and it was so exciting to me to actually work towards something that I really, really wanted and was persistent and did not take no for an answer at all. And I literally tried to debunk every excuse that they had given me as to why I can't attend school. They were so gracious enough to take a really big risk on me and give me the opportunity of free education. And keep that in mind when now that I have this education, I said to myself, I go, you know what? I go, I need to give back now. And this is kind of where Facebook came into play. This is kind of where Instagram came into play. And I actually started to find my passion again for video and photography. However, I could not talk on camera. I couldn't show myself. And Gina and I actually want to talk a little bit about that today and how I basically told myself to get over myself. Okay, that's amazing. Can you go into a little bit more how you got over yourself? So the way I started to really think about like me educating is I'm not educating for me. Okay, I'm educating for the greater good of everybody else. Now, if I'm so selfish because I can't get over myself that I'm not getting the information out there for you, what am I doing? Okay, so it's about not being selfish. You being shy, right? You being uh, an overthinker, you being um, part of a thought process that is not true, 
Okay. And what I mean by that is you think people are going to be against you. That is all a fallacy and it's inside of your head. So my greatest advice to somebody is to realize that whatever content you're putting out there is to help somebody. And that's how I got over myself. And, and I said to myself, I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't have a voice, Olivia. Like you're going to tell people that you can't talk on camera. So that's what I started to do. I mean, I have my first YouTube ever and I show Gina it and I sound like a baby. I think I, I loved it. I think I was literally like mumbling. Like I loved it. <laughs> not even that same person anymore, but I practiced because I wasn't going to let that defeat me. And a lot of people see me now, but this is 10 years of me being able to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, how did you um, get into education, Gina? Oh my God. I, I gained my experience from training assistants in the salon and I learned how to teach from teaching one-on-one -on -one babies, my little babies. And I would teach them like how to hold the comb, like how the weaves are going to look. And, you know, I, I taught them everything I knew and how to take care of the clients and like all of the things that like I built my business on. And I was so like, I loved teaching and then watching them on the floor. Like it was like the ultimate validation of like me that I could teach someone to do that and I could change their life. It's like, you know, uh, Tabitha Coffee does something in uh, with hair aid and you go and you teach these women in like these faraway countries. I don't know all the details, so I'm not going to embarrass myself right now, but you know how to do five haircuts and then they can make a living for themselves. Like wow. teaching people like the foundation was like so huge for me to like... You know, and that was like my passion. And then I was building social media the whole time. So for nine years, I was building my Instagram, you yeah. know, for so long. And it was just, then we got into education and posting only videos, only videos, only videos, only videos. And, um, you know, getting into education, it was everything lined up and it made sense. It was just like the next step is I teach this because enough people were requesting it that I could fill classes. And my following was in big enough pockets of the U.S. where I could put on an event. So it was really just like working really hard for a really long time. It took 10 years. Yeah. Same thing you said. And, you know, we were we came out of a recession and we came out of like the crash and 9-11 and all these crazy things. And to be relevant to the times, you know, right now we're going through some crazy shit. And I feel like right now is going to be the birth of so many new things for so many people. Absolutely, especially digitally. And for, for coming from a digital standpoint right now, a lot of people are saying, what do I need to post online? I'm, I don't want to post pictures of hair. I feel bad or I feel like it's insensitive. And I go, well, first of all, this is your best time to practice being on camera because number one, you have the time. Over the past four years teaching social media, I have literally talked to at least 100,000 hairstylists, if not more, especially when it comes to online platforms and working with companies. And the number oh, yeah. one thing everyone says is I don't have time. Guess what, guys? We have all the time in the world. So if if you have the time now, okay, and you're still not doing what you said that you would do when you had the time, you have to really face that reality and realize what fear is embedded inside of you. It's all about self-awareness. That's really what it is. And for the longest time, I have been saying that I'm going to read a book. I'm going to read a book. When I have time, I'm going to read a book. 
Do you think in the past three weeks that I've wrote a, I've read anything? No, because guess what? I don't want to do it. I don't enjoy doing it. And I said, you know what? Take it off my list because it's pressure. So now can I share something? Can I, can I share something? Because if you reframe that, it's going to be great. So let's reframe that, uh, read a book, read a book, read a book. Why do you want to read a book? Because I want to get out of my phone. Oh, so you want to put down your phone and disconnect. Yes. So you want to disconnect. So what have you been doing during quarantine to disconnect? Meditating. Okay. And you've been doing that consistently? Every morning. I've been doing meditating and then I've been doing stretching right afterwards. So it's about a 30 minute session for me. And that is something that I have never consistently have done ever. And I think like a lot of people are like, Olivia, how are you in such a great mood? Like, why are you being so positive? And I swear to God, it's through clarity. And it's- Well, meditation makes everything in life easier. Yeah. It just makes everything easier. Yeah. I literally said to my husband last night, I go, you need to come on the balcony with me and meditate in the morning. You really, don't you feel like you found the key to life? I really do. Okay. I'm, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you this meditation. Meditating. Okay. I'm going to send you this guided meditation that I did today. And let me just share with you one thing off of it. One thing. And this was on our mastermind webinar. This is one thing that this guided meditation, it was 32 minutes and you sit there and it's very long, but it's very good. And he doesn't feel like 32 minutes and he's, it's about forgiveness. And he talks about how to forgive and how you can forgive in this meditation. It's through visualization and he guides you through it. And it says, now imagine this person as a three-year-old child and they're right in front of you. Can you forgive them now? And it's a rope tied to them. And it's like, cut the rope. And it's to a three-year-old. And then he said, now who else is here? And then it started to populate with so many people from my past, my childhood, from when I was a high school, like some guys who fucked with me. Do you know what I mean? Like, and to see every, like the people I really needed to forgive for my worthiness and my looking at myself in the mirror, the people that showed up, I was like, what the fuck? But that meditation for 32 minutes doing that, I had more breakthroughs than I think in a four hour therapy or something. Holy shit, Gina. Yeah, and th- just think about like, if you really wanna forgive someone, imagine being able to sit quietly and just do that kind of visualization. Like how, like that's a crazy tool. That's incredible. Yeah, so I'm gonna send it to you. Yes, please. I'm gonna send it to you. But that, to just think of it like that, and you wanna read a book to disconnect, but you, the positive intention behind reading a book is to disconnect, you're disconnecting. So pat yourself on the back, cause you read the fucking book. <laughs> that is, that is. I'm, I, I do things now that I do not normally do when I was on the road and when I was traveling, I'm consecutively eating much better now. Good. Um, much, like at the appropriate times too, you know, like I wouldn't eat lunch until four o'clock and then I would eat dinner at six. Like that's how I was eating my patterns, working out, um, spending more time with my family. Like, and this damn phone, like I'm, I'm just trying to be extremely purposeful and have intention when I am getting on it. So things like what we're doing right now on the podcast, um, planning meetings, talking or creating content. Like those are my, those are my outlets. 
So it's, I'm turning it into a positive light and what that, and what my message is going to be out to everyone that is watching right now. What time do you wake up in the morning? Um, I need at least, at least 10 hours of sleep every single night. So I usually wake up at nine. Yeah. Yeah. Go to sleep around 11, wake up around nine o'clock. Why do you need 10 hours of sleep? I don't know. That's how my body functions. Literally. I, it That's just, a nice story. Yeah. Um, I'd like be interested to see if you woke up at five and did all of your work that gets interrupted by everybody calling, texting, and annoying you on your phone. If you did all of that early in the morning and then focused on your self-care from like business time and did like, you know, your calls and shit while you were doing that and then go into like your home stuff and then you'd have more time. If I, it's kind of crazy because when I was on the road and when I'm getting only six hours of sleep a night, I would say that's like normal because, you know, we always do dinners and then we have to wake up for call times roughly around six, takes me like an hour, hour and a half to get ready. And it really does mess with my brain. It does. And, you know, and eating bad and being jet lagged and Mm. people don't realize, like, I give so much credit to a lot of these educators that get on stage from being on a flight the day before or even model prepping for 12 hours. Like it is, it is a lot. Um, I, I feel, I feel just like I'm going to, a lot is going to change. Like when I have a whining moment. Yeah, please. Literally, like I used to do classes and this was for no fucking reason besides wanting to just do more and be so cool. I used to do a class in one city and then fly into another city the next day and do a class. And I did like, I did like 20 of those weekends. And this year, that was all of my events were back to back weekends. The classes were across the country, some of them. Like I booked them like so like, boom, like... You know what though? They're adrenaline. (sighs) Like that's what fueled you. You're like, fuck yeah, because you and I have the same situation where we love for people to recognize what hard workers we are. Are you? Yeah. Oh, and like the, the whole getting off a plane and not getting that sleep, like that was the whole point of like my comment with that is just like, I would do classes on like four hours and stay after and like do like give anything you know what i mean and it's it's a lot of work and if as an educator with those early call times if you ever want to be an educator just know that there is an ugly side to the education business but it is worth it in my opinion when you're with the right people and when you're sharing the message from your heart and you're being yourself it is worth it but there is an ugly side to it and people don't really talk about it that much people will make like people will make like little comments here and there but it is a very difficult job and educators are very hard-working people and you know let's not even forget the anxiety that goes into it like i know that I actually have tactics for me going on stage. Do you want me to tell you them? Oh yeah, I think that that's dope. Okay. (laughs) You never fucking disappoint. (laughs) So there are a few things that I do. Um, For anyone who has ever taken any of my classes, you will now notice this, okay? First of all, I have a social media playlist from Spotify and a lot of it is um, 
almost like a tropical house updated versions of old songs, okay? Because it creates nostalgia and it also, tropical house makes you feel like you're kind of somewhere like fun, you're on vacation, right? Like it puts you in a mood. Um, I'm in a mood. I mean, I love tropical house anyways. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the islands. Um, so that is one thing that I always do. I'm taking um, notes. Perfect. Okay. Number two. So I, I do get stage fright um, still, which is a good thing. I don't think stage fright is a bad thing. I do how, too. So actually how I overcome stage fright is if I know, even if it's a group of five people, if it's a group of 20 people or 200 people, I actually go to the front of the room and I go to small batches of people and I ask them what they're doing currently on social media, um, how are, what is their biggest issues, and I actually start teaching right then and there. So I'm actually, I'm like practicing my spiel to a small group of people, but what ends up happening is as people are entering the room, as people can kind of hear me talking, they're listening. So what ends up happening is these people actually start becoming my friends before I teach the class. And it's a lot easier for me to teach to my friends than to an audience that I've never even met before. Do you like I that? do that same thing with introductions. Amazing. So you don't have enough t as much time as I do. Uh, I have, I make my time. So I factor in 35 to 45 minutes for every person to stand up, speak, get comfortable. And so I can connect with them. You don't have as much time as me. So you do it in the audience. So you just adapt and evolve and create. That is fucking amazing. Thank you. And then I have what a great technique. Thank you. And my other one is uh, calcium magnesium. So calcium magnesium is a vitamin. And what it does is it actually calms your nervous system. I actually had to take one before this because I have a live tomorrow that I'm nervous about. So a calcium magnesium, it basically goes into your nervous system and it actually calms your voice from cracking or shaking and it actually stabilizes your hands from shaking as well. So you can actually pair that with um, like caffeine still. So it puts you on a high, but it keeps you calm. So I do that before I go on stage every single time, okay? Um, on top of other speaking abilities and all that stuff, it's it's just through engagement and referencing back maybe some of those conversations that you had prior to, um, so basically be like, oh, I was just talking about this with these girls in the front. And it makes them feel like they're at home, you know? I, I love that. And the whole thing about introductions, Gina, I love introductions and let me tell you why. Because you know what? They're not just sitting there in the chair watching you. Number one, it makes them a part of everything. But number two, it shows them what pressure you're under as well. Spotlight's on you. And you're like, yeah, I never thought about all that. The time. Yes. I never thought about that. It's true. <laughs> I feel like they have more of an appreciation for what you're doing because you make it look flawless. Oh, and do you know what else? The Thank you for saying that. Um, that's very kind of you to say. Uh, people learn the most when they're in their most vulnerable state. So when they're trying something new or whatever, or if, like if I go to a class, like I'll remember everything if it's like a new, if I go to my first jujitsu class, I'm gonna remember everything. <laughs> but you can get in a vulnerable state by doing something that puts you there. And public speaking is one of those things that's one of the biggest fears for a lot of people. So standing up doing that puts someone in a state of learning. That's a very good technique. 
Interesting. We yeah. should be charging for this. <laughs> totally. Totally. This is some psychology shit right here. I fucking love you. I could talk to you for days, hours, months, years. I love you too. I do know that people would rather jump out of a plane than get on a stage. I have heard that. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, I ain't jumping out of no damn planes, okay? I, I jumped out of a plane. What? Ugh. Fuck yeah, I did. Oh my God. I oh my God. Share my screen. Can I, you see my screen? Yes, I can. Hold on. You can see my screen right now? Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm not doing this. Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to post a video of my skydiving. Oh, my God. I think I think I I, if I literally skydive, I will get over myself even more than I am at this moment in my life. So it's not happening, though. I had two moments in my life where I cried tears of joy, like tears of like overwhelm, like I can't stop myself from crying. Skydiving when I landed, that was like a moment where I was like, I cannot believe I experienced that. It was like a moment of gratitude. Like, I can't believe it. It's like a different kind of crying. And then when I swam with the dolphins. Aww. Have you ever swam with the dolphins? I'm sure you do that like every day in Florida. No. Oh, you don't? <laughs> I never have. Oh my God. It was like, I never in my life thought I could ever experience that. And like when I did and it kissed me, I like just broke down crying. Oh, I love that. I'm going to have to really think about just crying tears of joy. I mean, I have so many times. I know, I know that when I got the contract with Joyco that I was just like, holy shit and it didn't hit me when i got the contract it hit me actually one day we were all at dinner i hadn't even told you this we were all at dinner and we were all telling our stories and all that stuff and we were just enjoying the company i'm like holy shit like this is pretty fucking amazing it hasn't hit me yet that i work with joyco i know i'm like still like did are they sure they picked the right person who who me yeah that's that's that imposter syndrome girl I know. And that's what we were talking about today on my live chat. I was just like, I want to talk about this because I go through this so much. I still think that people are going to wake up one day, realize I'm a fucking loser and just be like, block. No, you are the (laughs) furthest thing from a loser. And you know what? It's kind of crazy because a lot of the information that you have in your brain, uh, when you say it out loud, a lot of people are like, holy shit, that's mind blowing. And to you, you're like, that's just the way my brain works, right? Like (laughs) my logic behind it um i'm sure you've gone on rants sometimes and you're like that was good you know what i mean i don't know what i say sometimes like when i don't remember what i said there there's multiple times where people look at me or like i say something and i don't even remember what the fuck i said and usually it's during classes i've seen you do that and i don't know what i said and it just comes out um those are like the moments where i'm just like okay (laughs) There was one class that I was with Gina. We were in Canada, in Toronto, and there was a girl and she basically was talking about social media and I was on stage. And the way I said to the way she impersonated somebody on social media was, oh my God, hey guys, like Instagram, here I am, blah, 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 blah. And she was just tearing herself down Gina literally stopped her in her tracks and was like, literally, my stomach is hurting about the way you talk about yourself. Oh my God. Yeah. Remember that? 
this girl's fucking eyes just went so doe and so wide. And that was the first time I bet you somebody has ever mentioned how she talks about herself. Yeah. On top of that, I said to her, I go, if that's the impression that you have about people on social media, you'll never succeed on social media. If that's the way, if that is your takeaway of how you sound or other people sound, you're always going to hate it. You're always Mm going to think you're an imposter. You're never going to really hone in on your skills if you have such a negative attitude about it. Like, find your voice. And that's why I love Instagram stories so much because every time you're on Instagram stories, it's improv. Because what happens when you hate it? You delete it, right? And you record it over and over and over. Instagram stories, I'm not kidding you. I chuck up me being able to speak today fluently because of Instagram stories. Mm. No doubt in my mind. Wouldn't you agree, Gina? Instagram stories, and I got to tell you one other thing that built, and uh, it's something that I stole from my education, giving tours. Giving tours at the school? I had to give tours, and I required my staff to give tours of the facility and uh at the salon so it would be like this is our it would be like welcome to Gina bianca hair let me show you around and be like this is our take-home store this is where we have all of our products i'm going to share with you everything i used on you this is where we get your coffee this is our color bar this is this this is that and they had this whole thing that they went through and everybody hated it but they learned how to speak and if you can open with your guests like that you can open with the consultation do you know what i mean so like stuff like that is huge you have to practice you have to rehearse and if you're not willing to practice and rehearse that's where you're going to end your growth and like i had mentioned earlier that i have that i'm anxious for doing this uh video tomorrow and it's only because it's going to be something new for me i'm going to be working on a mannequin head i've never done a live on a mannequin head before. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? It's a damn mannequin head. But also it's on Behind the Chairs platform that I have also never been on before. So every single day we're going through new experiences and I have like hot sweats, like even thinking about it. But- Behind the chair is fucking amazing. They're amazing, number one. Number two, you're a professional. Yeah. You're a professional, like you got this. You're like number one, you're a professional. And all you have to do is say, I've never used a mannequin on a live before. If you open with that, they're gonna be like, love her. True but story. if you pretend like you're like, I'm perfect. I'm gonna look perfect on this mannequin. People are gonna be like, oh my God. <laughs> I think Especially if you're so uncomfortable with it. Like I if you're, so and then well. it just gives you permission to have a little room. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And then you can be creative because you feel safe. <laughs> and the reason why I'm, I'm kind of mentioning this right now is because for anyone out there who's listening, even the pros get nervous. Like, <laughs> we don't know it all. Like, I mean, I could show you a few things that I do, but that doesn't mean that I don't get scared or, you know, but, but these are the things that I practice, okay? This is something that I practice. The majority of people want to see you succeed, okay? People like people. That is just the thing, okay? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get people to like what I'm doing trying to be somebody else. 
I have to be a first grade version of me and not a second grade version of somebody else. So if you are literally going to want to do something, pick up little things from people, but do not ever try to be a second grade person of somebody else. You are your own unique person and finding your voice through that and through practice is what's going to take you to the next level. Cause there's already a Gina out there. There's already Olivia out there. You have to find your niche and figure out what works best for you through your own voice. Would you? Yeah. Know? And you were put on this earth for a reason. Yes. You yes. were something, there's something about you that is so special and unique and amazing. And you're put here for a reason. You just have to be yourself. Yeah. And, and it was only, so I used to be very prim and proper on Instagram, social media, all that stuff. And it was only until I created the section in my highlights of like, get silly that I actually started to feel like myself. Like I love to dance. I love to dance. I curse a lot. I don't do it on stage, of course. I hardly do it on my stories. Me neither. I don't curse while, on stage. I never curse on stage. Every once in a while, if I say the F word or something, like, I know I actually don't mind people that curse at all. Like, I fall in love with them even more because it shows me that they're emotional. Like, I have you ever seen that? It's like, uh, you can trust a person that curses and likes dogs. Like, that's me. Yeah, it's me too. <laughs> So I feel like now that like my personality is coming out because I've practiced my spiel, like, and I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not overthinking it. So, what ends up happening is when you overthink shit so, so, so much and you're in your own head, that's when you don't become yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's you're you afraid to, of what others think. That's why you have to practice being uncomfortable because you still have to put your personality into it. Like if you're thinking about it from a real outside perspective. Mm -hmm. Are we opening a psychology school? Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are. And, and the thing is the people that are online, they're, that does, that's just because somebody's online or somebody's on stage, that doesn't mean that they're a better educator than you. It just means they're more consistent than you. It means they're a little fucking louder on Instagram and they're making a few more stories and a few more videos than you are. Or they know the right people. Or they know through networking, through consistency, right? That Yeah, that's a huge thing. It's like knowing the right people and getting into the room. You know, a lot of it is just getting into the room with people, anybody, connect, grow. Yeah, and, and that's gonna be a very interesting situation moving forward when it comes to hair shows like my best advice for for hairstylists was go you want to be involved go to hair shows that's how you meet people that's how you network with these companies that's how you stay in their face and you stay present because they keep seeing you time after time at these shows and you keep meeting them that's how i met all of my friends all of my brands was at hair shows few through social media but followed up in person when we were at the shows. I met uh, Joyco when Behind the Chair was it here in Fort Lauderdale almost four years ago. And now look at four years later, I'm working for the company. So you never really know how that's gonna happen. I literally wanted to be on the BTC team so fucking bad. Every single day I was like, how do I join? How do I join? How do I join? How do I join? Hey, how do I join? Like every day and they were like, just like, 
we don't know <laughs> because they were so new at it um, and they were just starting out. I was like, I need to be a part of this. I didn't even know what it was. And I was like, I need to be a part. And um, one day they called me like a year later a year later and they introduced me. They were just like, hey, we just didn't have anything uh, significant for you. We really wanted like a good contract or something to offer you a good relationship. And they were like, we think Joyka would be the best fit for you. And I was just like, share with me why. And they did. And I was just like, I'm willing to give it a try. And um, I worked with Joyco and I'm so grateful to BTC for them. Like they're really amazing people and they've like helped me through so much. And I fucking love Joyco too. That's just so like, awesome. uh, I've had such a good experience. And that's what I, I just want to assure you that like working with them, they're so freaking awesome. Like, I don't and know. this is, and the one thing that I do love is that they're very, um, on trend with what is currently happening. Okay. So as we know, everything that's going on right now, literally they are like, we need to do even more Facebooks. We need to do even more lives. We need to do more digital, 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 because everything is going digital you know they had they had three shows that got postponed to the end of the year we were supposed to go to boston north carolina all those things and they're like we're not going to show up we're not going to not show up for our loyalists right now and they're doing that through me larissa ricardo richard jill you know they're having us do all these things and they're having you fucking headline it all so headline <laughs> no, it all <laughs> I was like, wait, you forgot me. I was like waving. I was like, I'm there too. <laughs> Our business master. What is your what is your title? <laughs> Global salon business expert. I have, I have meetings with them uh, tomorrow. I'm like really excited to start rolling out all the cool stuff they're doing, and um, they're doing that fundraiser to pay your the pay your bills. Yes. It's amazing. We were like reading into it and I was like, oh my God, they're like really helping people. We shared about it. So go on our pages and look, we shared all about it. If you want Joyco to pay your bills, they're doing an amazing sweepstakes. Yes. It's the picture of me, Gina, Jill, and Larissa. Which is like literally the most beautiful photo of all time. We all look very happy. We look like we're just like on top of the world together, which is kind of cool because we all definitely like love each other. We're such a good team. I wish I wish uh, Richard was in the picture. <laughs> I know, me too. That was a really fun shoe. I loved that. I can't wait until the results come out. I know. So we did a fun video uh, content shoot, which hopefully will come out. Who knows? Who knows, Who knows when? when? Top secret. Top secret. <laughs> Um, so Gina, what have you done, uh, in your life that you're kind of just shifting and implementing right now? So I'm just working on adapting to being online all the time. Like I'm always on my phone, but like being really, really productive with my time. Uh, I'm trying to figure out like the best schedule for me. So like, I'm trying to, let's see. <sighs> The biggest thing for me is just trying to get myself on a schedule where I can get the tedious work done where I'm uninterrupted. Yeah. So like creating, like if I showed you my presentations, they're 50 slide presentations for um, my online education that I'm launching and doing like the perfect colors. And I'm such a freaking perfectionist that I get into that. Like I, I'm so nervous. Like I was explaining what these classes, let's just talk about it here. The consultation class that I'm offering, it's five hours long, wow. 90 minute presentations, all slides are included. 
Um, it's consultation questions, all salon policies. So redo policy, release forms, um, no show policy. Every, it's anything like you can certify people with this. Like I would wa have my front desk watch that, like do this and be certified. Like it's that much. And I'm like, I don't know what I should charge for it. Like, what would you pay for that? I, I was like, I was like $9.99, like, like $9 and 99 cents. And I was just like, that's like my life's work of consultations. Like I get so nervous. Like, so those, when I get in that mode, of self-doubt, it's very easy for me to get distracted from what I'm doing. Yeah. So if I'm working on PowerPoint presentations and my perfectionism comes out because I'm afraid if I make any mistakes on this, people are going to be not wanting to pay for it or think I'm stupid and not willing. Like, why should I learn from Gina? There's a typo. Like, that's what goes on in my head. That's how perfect I want things to be. So I'm trying to figure out when the best time for me to get my new workload done when my new workload is different from what I'm used to. So like I have to sit in front of a computer for five hours straight and get this done. And I don't want to do it because <laughs> do you know what I mean? I know. And it's like, so I've been getting up at five and I've been doing all that tedious work in the morning. And then the next day I get up a little bit later and then do a different activity. And then I do the tedious work again. So I'm trying to break it up into like, yeah, my segments. like I'm trying to find a workflow that is going to give me the most productivity but going off of time of day and my mood and my feelings yes you know what I mean and it's a whole new thing to it's a whole new I want my value to always be high you know I want my courses to be high value I want high value clients coming to me I want um you know all of those things like I really want like college, right? That's the best way I can describe. And I never went to college. Yeah. So it's like trying to figure out like what my next step and to answer your question, like the next step and next journey, I'm just trying to figure out like what that even looks like right now. I would totally agree with you. And it's like, that's okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be a very interesting world for, for my schedule moving forward because I'm at the salon three days a week and then every single weekend I'm usually traveling for three days and I'm not doing that. I won't be doing that for at least until September, October. So like, what am I going to do in the midst of it? Like, am I going to open up to a fourth day? Am I going to start an online course? Like, where does this live? Or am I going to not do anything at all? Because I'm enjoying this time off. I'm not going to lie. I am enjoying this time off. Um, I'm enjoying the time to actually- That's good. Myself. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Like, and you've built to this point where you deserve time off. Yeah. I'm a and for me, it's like, I'm like human being, human doing. It's like, I'm only like happy when I'm doing something. I'm trying to like break that habit and just sit on my dock and look at the water yeah. that I freaking work so hard to have. I like literally kill myself to live in the house that I live in. And it's not much to a lot of like, it's not like a crazy mansion or anything. Um, but where it is and being able to be on water, um, in a small town, it's like, there's no houses. It's very rare. And I really freaking worked hard to be here. I never enjoy it. I know. I and know. I've been really like working on enjoying that. And that's okay. Like to 
fucking enjoy what you've built so far. And I think that with situations like what we were talking about through, you know, recessions and stuff, we have to be resilient. We have to be resilient. And there was a time when I was doing weddings and I burnt out. 400 weddings, four years, like burnt out. And this was right when I started pursuing Instagram. I took a massive, massive pay cut to, if you guys ever have the time of day, go scroll down my Instagram page. I was strictly consumer videos, makeup videos, updo video, all that stuff, okay? You have so much experience. Well, it's kind of funny because I said, okay, if I'm going to get rid of one source of income, which weddings were a great income, right? I have to build something else. So I said to myself, I go, I'm going to start doing content after content after content until eventually a brand hires me. And actually it's a 10 was the first brand that ever hired me to do videos. And then it was Kenra. And then I started working with Joyco and then I got signed to Cosmo Prof. And it was all because I was consistent. I was consistent with my content. So now, now what I'm seeing is what I was doing five, six years ago, now that I'm not going to be away, I'm going to start building content again. My kind of content. So if you guys have been seeing my scarf hacks, um, my big blow dry hacks, like all that stuff, that's the stuff I miss doing, but I don't ever have a chance to do it. You know, I'm, I'm away or I'm, I'm busy or I'm doing clients and it's kind of nice to get back to, to my old roots. So for anybody even listening, like think about what you used to do. Think about what you used to like enjoy and like refine that purpose of enjoyment right now and moving forward. That's what what I've been trying to do with like my health and stuff, like what sports and stuff I like to do when I was younger. Like I just Amazon primed a soccer ball because I want to just go to the park and kick it around. Like we just played kickball the other day, Um, but social distance kickball. (laughs) <laughs> very far away from everybody. Don't judge me. Okay. People are so judgmental. Like, Oh, I've not left my house in 24 days. <laughs> Just like, wow. You know, I've been quarantined since we were back from LA. <laughs> I know that was a scary time. Let's talk about that. Oh, me, uh, and Gina and the entire Joyco team, we were in LA right when all of this was happening. And we were in 12 and 14 hour days. So we were not near our phones. We were not near a TV, nothing. So by the time we landed on Tuesday, we kind of knew what was going on. By Thursday night, everything was, when, was serious. When the shit hit the fan, and literally, I was nervous. I was scared. I mean, we just got done working like crazy on these shoots, you know? So, the shoot, hold on. The shoot was full of anxiety because every 20 minutes, it was just like, they closed Disney. They closed Broadway. And we're like doing full on color corrections, which are, we're committed to the guest. Like we're committed to the hair, right? So all I'm focused on is getting this model's hair to the color that she wants in the appropriate amount of time and it being healthy and beautiful. Yeah. So like, and then you're hearing all of this and you're like, oh my God. And then the anxiety of the shoe of being filmed and all of that. It was like a, a lot. And then we ended and then what? And then we ended and I literally was in the room like 
nearly having a breakdown because I really started to hear phone calls from friends getting back to people, all this shit. And I'm like, I'm in LA right now. <laughs> like I'm not home. And Gina and I ended up going to dinner that night. And then you left Gina right after dinner. And I, yeah, I had to cancel my Vegas class and can't and post Malone canceled. Yeah. So we were supposed to be in LA the following week. I had freaking, I have like 10 grand in travel that I lost for all that, which I can't even get in touch with anybody. <laughs> it was, it was a, a, a crazy time to say yeah. the least. And of course, you know, we're like, damn, like, are we going to be blacklisted because we were on a flight? Like, uh, yeah, my mom, like literally, I, I didn't want to be around my team. Uh, especially with what was on the news. I, I really want to be responsible and I don't want them to be like, do I trust her? Do I trust the news? I didn't want to put anyone in a bad position. So I let the team really decide. Like we work so far apart anyway. The salon's huge. Like there's definitely six feet in between. So I was just like, just clean. I had my front desk girl, um, Alexandra, she was there um, literally working the whole time, cleaning, making sure everything was sanitized. And when we were forced to shut down and we shut down right away and we were pretty early, Connecticut was pretty early with all of it. So I, when I got home from LA, I had like a nervous breakdown we couldn't even get on a flight. Barely. It was, it was, it was terrible. It was yeah. Crazy. It was so crazy. And then, so we get home and then it's just like, boom, not leaving the house. Yep. And I wasn't, okay, so keep in mind too, the week before we were in LA, I wasn't at work. I was gone doing something. And then we were in LA for a week. So I came back, did only, you know, two or three days worth of clients. And then we've been shut down ever since. So technically for a lot of people, it'll be six weeks. Technically it'll be eight weeks for me not working. So I'm, I am so positive about this though because i know what the influx of clients is going to look like i've gotten on the phone with every single one of my clients they're being so amazing like thank god and i and i appreciate them and yes it's been this long um but it's for the greater good of my health their health my family's health um keep in mind guys we were in la almost four weeks ago so we are fine <laughs> we are healthy we have been quarantined um something i felt like i had to add to that but yeah it was a crazy time for us it was it was yeah it was wild <laughs> as i'm sure it is with every single person we're all in this together you guys it is so such a crazy time but i hope that this podcast gives you some kind of you know inspiration and certainty moving forward uh olivia your expertise and your experience is so inspiring and i just love you so fucking much and i wish you nothing but the best and light and love and uh really like just pray that only amazing things happen to you and anybody who wishes ill of you i hope that they get a dart in their eye <laughs> I love you. Oh, I fucking love you. And that is inspired by my friend Melinda who said a prayer in one of our <laughs> FaceTimes and she like said this amazing thing about me. And I was just like, I'm going to start saying amazing things about people. And I just really wish you nothing but the best. And I love growing with you and I'm proud to work with you. And I love you so much. I love you too, Gina. All this shit that you've done, these empires that you've created, like the, the people don't sleep. The ones that want it the most, man, like you're always on it. You're always 
I mean, I can't say enough good things about you, Gina. Literally, thank you for just being such a mentor and thank you for having me on your podcast today. It's my pleasure. I love you, sweetie. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Gina Bianca podcast.